Ooh, welcome to Pop Culture Cake. My name is Brent, and you're breathtaking. And I'm here with Forrest. Hey, everybody. Excited to go. Probably rather talk about Kim's convenience, but let's go. <laughs> and Matt, we're here with Matt as well. Hey, I'm Matt, and Forrest and I are diametrically opposed over how boring this game is. And we have a special guest, Chris. I'm new. <laughs> He's new. <laughs> Welcome, really Chris. Shiny too. Like yeah. just right. look at that man's hair. Ugh. Fresh out of the package. We oh, showed him the uh, the oh, secret handshake. We gave him the pen. We gave him the pen, but funny enough, I I know for a fact that he's lost it, but that's okay. <laughs> Great. We're here to, today to talk about Cyberpunk 2077 and how it's okay. It's like, it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. All right, that's it. Uh, pack it up. We're done. Uh, oh, good job, team. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll start with just, we'll do some vague impressions of the of the game just like kind of our, our color on it and i haven't played it i have not played cyberpunk 2077 since uh december 21st so it has been about a month and i and i kept telling myself oh, look oh, i'll get to it and as we like pushed this recording further and further out i was like i'll, I'll make some time and i just never did because it was i just don't care Oh, okay. Wait, wait. I want to target this for just a second. Do you, after the the kind of the discourse came out on Cyberpunk, is it like you were dreading it, or is it just like you know you didn't have time? I, mean, I had plenty of time. I, I I got my first platinum trophy in a video game for Spider Man, twenty eighteen. Congratulations! Nice. Yeah. Thank you. This one achievement that I'm missing from one of the DLCs, where I have to get like a like a spectacular, which is like a gold level on these this dumb side quests that i hate and i'm not gonna do it so i think for me it was like there was a moment where i was playing and i there's like these boxers that you by the way spoilers for everything there was these boxers that you had to fight in each of these districts and i like glitched out of the the i, I glitch completed the last one on accident and it just felt like what a weird cool thing but also i don't know why this was so draining <laughs> Well, if you like, if you like glitching out of a scenario, you might enjoy t- Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's fine. Like, I just think it's a fine game. Mm-hmm. Forrest, thoughts? Yeah. So my thoughts are, you know, I didn't pre order this game, but I did subscribe to some of the hype before it came out. I saw the initial reviews and then saw the reactions as it came out, and I was like, I'm dreading this. Let's go in. Let's <laughs> let's just try it, baby. Let's see what's going on. And I guess I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to, but only because it's an okay game, right? Like, feels fine. The missions aren't great, but they're fine. Shooting seems fine. And the story is okay as long as you don't think about it for like a split second at all. And that's that's kind of my overall feeling about this game. I made it all the way to the end, completed the game, like completed the main missions and everything. Um, and then haven't picked it up since the moment after I completed it because it I'm I'm fine with it. You did like the outro and everything, all that good stuff. Yeah, I rode out to like middle of nowhere, Pan Am. I guess spoilers, but like who gives a uh, shit? Yeah, that's that's what happened to me. So Matt, I would say number one, I was surprised. So I played on an Xbox One X which meant, apparently, that I didn't have nearly the number of technical problems that a lot of console players had. 
not to interrupt, but just to be super clear, Xbox One X is the newest Xbox. No, 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 no. That's Xbox. Oh, this is not yeah. a bit. Xbox One X was the half generation upgrade. Yeah. Okay. Series yeah. X is the new one. So it's like a I, PS4 Pro. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Someone um, used to talk to Microsoft about their naming conventions because they're not good. They're fucking rough, man. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought, yeah, I was going in. I was like fully prepared for this to be a real bad time. Like I was so ready for this to be awful as an experience. I was ready to feel cheated and led astray. And I had, I think, precisely like three glitches over the course of my entire playthrough. And I did uh, complete the main storyline. So one was I was driving my motorcycle and the game stopped and rendered. And I was like, oh, I'm loading a new part of the map. And then it instead rendered me to 150 feet in the air and dropped me and I uh, fell to my death. (laughs) The, The next one was, I think... I I found the glitch where you can be trying to like adjust your gamma or something and once you've adjusted it your B button stops working in menu and so you can never leave the menu so you can never save your changes. I think outside of those two I didn't really have any like technical difficulties per se. I just played through the game it was very it was okay. Melee builds like I met one with kind of a melee build and at a certain point I just used guns. So that, that was like, eh, and I felt kind of sad about not being able to dual wield. But outside of that, it was like, from a story standpoint, it was okay. Keanu was very okay. Some of the things we'll talk about later were very not okay, but I guess from a game experience standpoint, I was pleasantly surprised. What about you, Chris? Sorry, I had to pause my Stardew game. My impressions are it is a very forgettable game. I was very, I liked it when I played it and then I stopped and I never looked back. I think that it's just, I don't even care about glitches. Like I really don't like, I'm like the only time I had an issue was when my collect to call the car bugged out and I had to reload a save. So I lost like an hour, but that wasn't really a big deal. I had, you know, especially with the scope that they had, which is my, Primarily my, my problem with the game, with the scope that they had, you're going to have those bugs. And it's a AAA release, so unfortunately we've come to expect it at this point. But yeah. it's like a 6 out of 10. Like, I'm probably going to be more harsh on it than y'all, I feel like. But I thought that it was it's just very forgettable. And I've never had the urge to go back and play it again. You also had like a very short experience, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. He kind uh, of tripped, tripped into... Uh, go ahead, Chris. Oh, yeah. So in the end, you can have the option to end it all, basically, right? Spoilers, by the way. And so you choose it. And then and I thought it was a dialogue sequence because a lot of times you pick the same dialogue. It doesn't like it like sometimes doesn't gray it out, but you keep picking it and it'll just repeat. And so I chose to end it all. And I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. And so I pick it again and I just kill myself and the game ends. So I don't even go to Arasaka. I don't even do those last missions. Wow. Um, and I was like, huh, that was kind of, that was interesting. Wasn't expecting that to happen. Mm-hmm. And the, then, yeah, that was, that was my experience with the game. <laughs> I ended probably like five hours before I was supposed to. That's fucking uh, huh. Yeah, <laughs> I respect that. That's, that's kind of cool. I would recommend sometime in the future going and playing through those last, that last bit because it can be, 
it feels like one of the more polished parts of the games i would say game i would say just because you know they're going to focus on the ending but i kind of i kind of like that and i do agree with you that six out of ten feels right to me like this wasn't a horrible game there are things that were nice about it and i thought the gunplay was nice and i've actually heard like playing off of what you've said i've heard from a couple of my friends they were like yeah i tried kind of more of a stealth route or i tried more of like a hacking route and everybody just ends up shooting their way through the rest of the game i think that's a pretty common theme (laughs) everyone's like actually it turns out you're just supposed to use the gun um (laughs) which is disappointing but okay i'll just Uh, i'll just like i guess i'll convert that to a max score so that was about so we so i think i i kind of agree i'll give it a 5.4 out of nine maxes 5.4 out of nine maxes i don't know what to do with that but i'm glad we have it yeah, <laughs> I think my, my 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 I think I think I think it's not I think I think one of my my problems with the game is that it's not that it's just an open world game like and that's something there's nothing wrong with that and it is cool that you can like end it early by killing yourself but like that's not new either you know Far Cry 4 in the very beginning of the game pagan men asks you to wait for five minutes and the way that the game traditionally plays out is that you don't wait the five minutes you escape and you go through the campaign but if you sit there and wait the five minutes you the game ends and you kind of get i think you get probably the most emotional closure by waiting the five minutes like pagan reveals that like all this other stuff and you get to see the your mom's grave or something and it's just like open world games have done tricks like that where it like stretches the bounds of or seemingly challenges the Bioshock, you know, conundrum of an open world of a, of a game where it's like you're forced to do the things. You don't really have any choice. But also it's just an open world game. And everyone was like coming to this release, you know, over the last year, especially like, oh, this is going to change the like the whole landscape of video games but like bro they fucking started developing this game like nine years ago you know what i mean like mass yeah. effects were still coming out yeah. when this game started to work like uh, <laughs> what it's fine changed things then maybe but not so much uh, now don't be mad at me i pre-ordered the new uh, i pre-ordered the mass effects uh, trilogy the legendary oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gonna be bad i mean i'm probably gonna buy it too but like i'm expecting it i'm expecting it to be okay because at least I think pre-ordering games is probably a bad idea in oh, general, but I think for this game, at least you know what it's supposed to be in a very precise way, unlike like new games. Yeah. And Brent, basically on what you said, one of my overall feelings about this game is it feels to me that they really want to make a point about capitalism and about like corporations and blah, blah, blah. But they really don't make that point. Like, and I think it has to do with what you're saying. It's just an open world game. Like, you can do whatever you want. And I'm not saying they have to like constrain you down a certain path to tell you the story they're trying to tell you. There, there are ways they could have done this and kept it as like an open world game. But they're just, they're not. Like, they think, you know, from all the stuff that I guess maybe all the stuff that Johnny is saying to you that you're supposed to get the point that like corporations are evil, but also Johnny's kind of like not a great person to be listening to. He's not like a reliable vessel for this information. And like you can you can go against corporations or you can work with the cops maybe if you want. Like, what is this game about? I have no idea after playing it. Yeah, I, and I guess this takes us to the 
the point that my friend Madison made, which is that it's not the game's not fucking punk, right? Like you don't Hell yeah. You upset nothing. You you break with zero world orders. Your only solution, your only way to survive is to play the game of the existing structure that's given to you, which is like the most anti punk thing of all time, right? Like uh I just don't I, think that. I just don't think any game can be punk by that definition. Why? Because it's like a program that you're controlling, and so yeah, you have to follow the rules of the program. Yeah, they're even, defined. They're defined parameters. Defined, yeah. Yeah, so there are defined parameters for all of your interactions. Your verbiage is highly limited. I think the only way to be, I think, I think cyberpunk, right, as a, like a TTRPG or whatever the fuck it was originally, mm-hmm. can be very punkish by nature of those things being limited only by the human imagination but you put it down onto onto a series of bits you are participating in capitalism and <laughs> you're participating in a very rote defined although you know there's a lot of illusion going on it is not punk so your friend madison is 100 percent correct <laughs> If I might interject real quick, I knew this game wasn't punk from the moment there was one body type for masculine and female. You had one voice. There was like customization is abysmal. And for a game to be marketed on custom on how robust it was, the the choices were extremely limiting, which is in itself like like it, and I guess it goes more into the, the trans stuff. Like, because I'm not super well versed on that. I'll just be straight up with you. But like, it seems like it, it, it wants to be inclusive for the trans community, but it makes very defined rules of what you can and cannot have on your character, which flies in the face of, of inclusivity and like the whole punk nature in, in my eyes. No, I agree. And it even like, it even like dips its toes in that, right? It, it like allows you to do a little bit of mix, mix matching, but your pronouns don't change. Like you can't choose what pronouns you get. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, it's like almost more insulting that they would briefly entertain the ability to have a more inclusive or more representative player character. But like, I honestly, I can't even remember. I can't even remember his name. What's his name? Is his name Bishop? D? The oh, v, the letter V. Bishop was from Rainbow <laughs> Six Vegas 2, my guy. You are throwing back. <laughs> <laughs> like V V is like, and I guess they gave they gave V like a, a gender neutral name. But yeah, like, either- I think they did that. But like honestly, some of the some of the decisions in this game seem like they were made more for convenience sake than like any kind of statement they're trying to make. Oh yeah. So, go I, ahead. I read somewhere, I think it was one of the early reviews. Somebody had said basically, this game had such po- uh, had potential to really do some good social work, but that uh, CD Projekt Red was not the right studio to make this game because, broadly speaking, CDPR is like it's it's a bunch of Polish people, right? Like it's just like I, I, the like is the dev team ever going to have the. The, the the idea that they could simulate people's social experience and lived experience with a development team that really did not reflect that level of diversity is just it it reinforces that feeling for me that like it's like a monoculture studio yeah I, and and it's just one of those things where it's like 
okay, sure, you tried to put trans representation in the game, but how did you put it in the game, right? Like, what it, what, what did you decide to do to put this into this game? Okay, you have, like, commodified the shit out of trans bodies. You have, like, allowed people to pick a trans body in the character creation, but ultimately it still plays into all of these things that just so show that they didn't do their research. Like from what I understand and what I've been told the whole like performance of like voice depth is an issue for people in the trans community. Like the idea that if you choose she, her pronouns, then you, I'm not even sure if choose is the right word here. I'm trying to be careful, but like the, the idea that if your pronouns are she, her, you're supposed to have like a more effeminate voice and that there's like a degree of almost negative blowback that occurs if you don't right and so yeah, because then you're because you're not and... yeah because you're not you're not exhibiting or pre- presenting in a codified feminine way right you're not it's like it's like if you're a trans person and you haven't completed the and i'm using this word as criti- as a critical as a criticism to the people who would not be accepting of trans people but like if you're not if you're not completing the illusion right which is not accurate an accurate representation of trans identity but if you're not completing the illusion then you're not really doing it you know then you're not worthy or you don't have value and the game like to, and i want to step back the game does like clearly commodify like in there are posters of a feminine a f- mostly feminine presenting body with a massive cock like just like a massive cock print which is like when talking about trans women that type of sexualization is like super present in society and it is not and look i get it like i'm not saying don't get rid of it i'm not saying get rid of it or whatever i'm just saying like sure have these like true to life issues but in some way make the process by which your character can exist in opposition to this reduction of an identity be more present like i'm not even, i i i don't want i'm not even as a cisgendered male like i'm not going to sit here and say i know but i feel like if they there were very very few steps right very minor changes that they could have made that would have brought the representation the counter the counter commodification and exploitation of trans people there's very few changes they could have made that would have countered that representation even in their own game and they just chose not to and it's these aren't massive changes right i'm not saying v story has to become in fact if anything v story remaining largely unchanged is good because there should be there should be spaces for where being trans is not the story right you are just a person mm-hmm. who is experiencing the same things that any other person would because you are any other person but like to to the points made before like the 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 voice modularity thing is the that last step that they could have taken that would have really just completely normalized the different very you know the different types of people that there are inside of that uh, inside of those identities also it's like weird that and far be it for me to there's like only you can have there's only there's only and maybe it's not super clear, right? But there's only two sex workers that are interactable in the game. It's kind of a, I don't know, it seemed kind of like a weird limitation. It's also, like, it's also a very, it's it's seemingly a very clear binary. Either it's a man or it's a woman. 
and even your romantic interests are kind of limited right there's like if you're if you're gay or if you're if you are wanting to play v as gay either either sex gender whatever there's only one option for you you know and i don't know it's just and i think there might be only one option if you're doing if you're doing heteronormal like a heterosexual playthrough whatever the fuck but like i don't know it's just it's just weird there are just like it's just weird energy it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like it's actually doing anything I think think it can be summed up a little bit as, you know, they, a creator can make controversial choices because they're trying to say something. This game doesn't feel like it's trying to say anything. So any controversial choice it makes seems clumsy and like they just didn't think about it. And, you know, I can't prove that, but I feel like that's true. I really feel like they just didn't try with a lot of these kind of social issues. And that's, I think that's the long and the short of like my criticism of it beyond other criticisms of like gameplay and just like, you know, it wasn't necessarily that fun, but like if we're reading, if we're talking about the way this game handles social issues, it's just, it just doesn't, it doesn't even try. It's like the lip service. It's a very tiny amount of service paid to these things that then they can claim on the back of the box as inclusive. And it's like, it's not handled well and it's and it kind of and it's highlighted i think right these problems to me at least as someone who doesn't truly struggle with any of with any of these these like my representation these particular representations in 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 media as compared to my identity there are others of course but not these specific ones it's highlighted more by the fact that the game is okay yeah and 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 actually you you were just about this you're getting to something that i realized i'd left unsaid it's not even that (laughs) Like there are games that don't touch any of these social issues, and depending on like what they're trying to say, that could be good, bad, or otherwise. But this game it capitalizes on so much, and that's that's why it's particularly bad. Like we're not asking this game to jump in and like have its opinion heard because we're just saying like, oh, you got to like say something now. It's more like they're they think they're saying something, but they're not. <laughs> Like it, it invites itself to that criticism by yeah by opening the door yeah and I think that did y'all ever play Bioshock Infinite yeah I've played, I've played parts of it I, I think did. that is the oh, go ahead Matt sorry oh I was just gonna say I didn't I didn't play Infinite um, I've heard it summarized before yeah I, that's this is about the same criticism that I had with Bioshock Infinite because Bioshock Infinite had they flirted with racism and colonialism in the very beginning, but it ultimately doesn't really go anywhere aside from DAE racism bad. And like, they, like if you're, I'm kind of the same, like it doesn't have to be about it. And that's not necessarily like the whole point, but if you're going to try to make a statement, you need to kind of have some follow through because now then it's just like, Hey, cancer's bad. Give me a pat on the back. Pay F to disrespect cancer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It like ties back into it's like a weirdly it ties back into how like Call of Duty claims to not be a political game, oh, right? Gosh, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, and it's like these games, Call of Duty, like these like these bro games, which don't get me wrong, I'll fucking play them till the, the day I die because I'm, yeah. I'm a goddamn piece of shit. But <laughs> I like aiming down the sight of a fucking gun. I like uh, I like me uh, anyway. It doesn't matter, but. <laughs> It's I like a, I like me a UMP a UMP forty and I'm going and I'm like running behind enemy lines. But it's like you you can't you it's like don't 
Halo does something interesting where it's like I'm a part like you're part of this dumb bullshit sci-fi, but it doesn't touch on the bullshit that and so on real bullshit. So you never expect it to. So you don't feel jilted by the fact that Master Chief doesn't like do a breakdown of colonial colonialism or racism. The games aren't aren't about that. Right. But Call of Duty frequently touches touches political, very political things frequently exploits that type of energy exploits like cultural trauma you know like speak no russian or the fucking nuke going off you know these are things that that touch upon fears that we have as a society in a very one-to-one way like of course if we, we can you can make some type of interpretation between the covenant and like the fear of being invaded whatever the fuck fine but that's that's a deviation that's a separation of these two ideas but call of duty is in your face like what if the what if the what if the russians were evil yeah, but yeah no, that's that's kind of the the point though is that like with halo you can make those connections and it's a very natural thing because you know how we view the world in in you know infects the art that we make Right. So like those things are going to shine through, but it's not the game trying to say something and then falling flat on its face. It's allowing the individual person to make that like connection. And that's why it seems like you can make those things. And it seems almost kind of natural. Like, oh, wow, I didn't even think of that. When it, as opposed to like, yeah, like Call of Duty not being political. And then you go in and, and shoot up an entire airport <laughs> pretending to be Russian. Or you are you like I'm sure in one of these Call of Duty games you like shoot a fucking president or you shoot a world leader, you know like I, I there the recontextualizes American this is anyway this podcast is not about Call of Duty but like what but Cyberpunk does the same a similar thing and it's a little bit it's even more insidious because it's like it's through the guise of like not pretending that it's controversial but by saying that it's the opposite of it's like right. arms out wide open come give me a hug wave the 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 pride flag and we're like yeah fuck yeah well wait a minute i'm looking around i i came in for the hug and actually there's nothing here you're not real this was a hologram (laughs) yeah and they and they try to they do this with so many things right like i just i like what the fuck is cyber psychosis and and how do we juxtapose cyber psychosis right with like actual psychoses or like i guess non-fictional psychoses right not to you know piss off the cyber psychos out there but like what what work was that supposed to do right like is that like look out if you if you overindulge in technology there's gonna be bad shit that happens that we're not gonna be able to explain because this is all black box like I don't think they were thinking on that level. I think that it was just like, well, it's the future. The future has its problems. Therefore, when we put computers in our brains, crazy shit will happen, right? Like, but it feels like, to me, problems like that feel very. I don't know. It, it feels it feels bad because at the heart of it, this game's main storyline is about trying to cope with terminal illness. I think, right? And like to take a very like. A very wow this is too real almost kind of problem put it in this place and then also put in shit like cyber psychosis which i again i did not i did not stun baton all of the cyber psychos so i don't have the deep the, the deepest take on this but like it just i think they spent a lot of time 
looking for the trappings of a genre that has potential for to like actually make statements and then they inserted shit that just like detracts from that or didn't insert things that were needed in order to actually make those statements and then they threw in cyber psychosis right like i feel like that is such a weird intensification of things that like my girlfriend and i were talking about this amalia and i were talking about this and we talked about how like all of the shit that they you run into with like prosthetic arms and shit like that in cyberpunk genres it's just piercings right like it's just like <laughs> your your cyber arm migrated because your body rejected it and now it doesn't work right anymore right like why are we overcomplicating that if we're oversimplifying like everything else that feels a lot more meaningful in this game that is so deeply unresolved my feeling is that they really just followed the rule. And I, I heard this, I saw this in a review, so I forget where, but I feel like they really just followed the rule of cool. What would be like, quote unquote, badass? Let's put it in the game. What are the implications? We don't care. <laughs> Let's keep going. Like cyber psychosis. We gotta you, all these people. Like give them, give them powers. They can't control them. Whoa! How cool. Okay, is, go hunt is, them. Which I think is fine, right? I don't think that's a problem. I think I, I'm even, I'm even less concerned by the fact that they're named cyber psychos. They're cyber psychos, but you could easily get away with just renaming them, and then the implications are taken away, and it's just a cool. They got corrupted by their implants. Right. You know, you just call them like like corrupt like like the cyber corrupt and then that's fine right yeah. you know what valhalla cyberpunk bartending called this sort of thing nano machine rejection yeah you just take away from it the mental illness implications or or references and and granted i'm not as mad about this as i am the identity stuff because i feel like the identity stuff what bugs me about the identity stuff cuz a lot of people will say you know some is better than none but what bugs me about it is that it was used as a as a it was used in a way to garner positive buzz and to ostensibly sell copies. They didn't sell copies talking about cyber psychosis or or that the game would be this marvel in in representation of different mental instabilities or whatever. But like no, they that that's just a poor choice of naming. The word psycho has a long history of being vilified or demonized in all media. So it's not abnormal to me. Is that does it make it right? No, I'm not saying that. But you have American psycho, you know? You have just like even in, in Dead Rising, the first game and in the second game and in the third game the prime, like there are these sub bosses called psychos and some of the best parts of the game are these psycho sub bosses the word is not ideal but it didn't sell copies you know it didn't it didn't it didn't threaten or it didn't i mean it didn't not threaten threatens a terrible word it didn't it didn't tease a safe place for some people who maybe feel underrepresented underrepresented in games or in media and then not deliver on that. It sounds like you're saying that this is a misstep, but it's not like they were actively exploiting. They just kind of like fell. They just kind of like fell ass backwards into something. And they were like, oh, I guess, you know. Whereas with like identity, that's where they really actively exploited the situation. I don't know. I don't want to say actively, but it, 
but yeah, right? Like unintentionally they or or I don't think that there was intentionally a intentionally or not. Intentionally yeah, or not, they exploited the exploited. situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't. Want, I don't want to give the impression that there's like a meeting, that there was like a conference room at, at the <laughs> right. Who are we gonna fuck of, over today? <laughs> yeah, there were a bunch of Polish people rubbing their hands together, like in and, and cackling evilly. But like, how can we get back at people suffering from alcohol? <laughs> right, right, right. I, I was gonna make the joke that oh, I'll say it. Don't worry, <laughs> you don't have to, but I will. But, uh, uh... Oh man. Yeah, I, I put it in the chat, but I just do want to say that the stealth is garbage in this game. Oh, yeah, it's, it's so it's, bad. It's yeah, so it's like awful. not even a thing. Yeah, it, I thought it, I was really bad at figuring it out, and then after a while I was like, no, I'm not bad. <laughs> the game is bad. And also, like, like in the in the micro, okay, so the macro of, like, killing yourself and, pre, and like, subverting the last third of the game or whatever... Those are like the open box, your choices matter type stuff. But in the micro, like the the being cool versus being body versus being whatever the other different ones that I don't remember, those choices seemingly, be, by virtue of having to make all of them matter, like all of them be effective, they like in the micro, they took away all of the joy of it. Because I remember having like dumping, like keeping a bank of points so that I could dump them into whatever I needed if I was really close to getting getting access to a path that was limited, right? And then it was when I was clearing out like a shop and I realized that, oh, if I didn't, I dump points in to get access to this door. But if I walk outside and go to a different wall, I have the same access, but with brawn, with body. Mm-hmm. And so what that tells me is that my the choice that there if there are no like consequences if there are no drawbacks then it didn't really matter and that's in some ways cool like it's nice that everything is effective it would be super it would be pretty toxic if like you wanted to go full stealth and but you know so funny enough you can't go full stealth but if you wanted to go full stealth and, and they punish you for it but in the same way it's like i don't want to be thinking that i'm like making active choices here when it's not that there are only one, there are only two ways to get into this room, but that there that there are seven ways just obfuscated from my view. You know, like it's a it's an okay game, right? The driving is sucks. The shooting's fine. <laughs> the the driving is so bad. Oh my god, it's real bad. I thought the mantis blades were kind of fucking lame. Like I'm not. I'm sorry. Like I, just from an aesthetics point of view, I feel like okay. <laughs> I don't know what the trade-off is, like, but it just it just felt not like the mono wire felt cooler to me. Like, also, don't even don't even give us don't even give us character creation if we can't see ourselves. Is the other thing. Yo, that's what I'm saying, though. <laughs> well, it's that's a trade-off. Fun. You could see yourself as long as you're on a bike, which or an, or everybody an, loves. <laughs> which will or, then rip you or, in the air. And you will fall 150 feet to your death. <laughs> or if you look in a mirror and then you realize the graphics on you are not that great. <laughs> mm, yeah. I could not smile. It's just a stupid bug and I don't really care. But like, I don't think anybody can smile or make any expression. Whatever, but. If you're, if you're fucking like, the, the best was when you, whenever you saw your shadow and they only, uh, and they only rendered a shadow based on the wire doll. So yeah, like mm. you are always bald. You are always bald. Nothing matters. You're yeah. always going to be bald. Um, <laughs> that might some of that might be fixed by by 
ray tracing. I'm not sure, right? But oh. like, yeah. I mean, I, I. That being said, shat like <laughs> shadows and reflections are massive technical opticals. But there have been too many games where if I put on a fucking dumb hat, my shadow has a dumb hat on. For yeah. this to be the game that didn't do it, mm-hmm. like, and and not, not like I'm gonna fucking dock at a point or damn it, it's just I don't know, man. It's just I will. <laughs> I mean, it all adds up, right? It's all about yeah. like, and it kind of feeds into the negative feelings about how this game like totally fucks up on identity. Like when you're starting from this position, any additional problem feels like. A slight almost <laughs> right like it, it, it almost feels like they're doing all this shit on purpose and i want to take a step back i feel like a game like this obviously lots of people are involved and i'm not like shitting on any of the individuals involved i you guys can <laughs> but i feel like this i feel like this has got to be some kind of like structural problem with the way this game was kind of conceived and developed i feel like a game doesn't get developed for eight Part years of it. without severe structural problems I think I think part like, of the problem like, is like, like <laughs> I don't know I don't feel like I'm I'm, I'm wrong though because it's oh. like yeah I'm, I know I'm just I'm just saying like for, for it to be eight years how long does a normal like AAA game take to make like three, I would say like five, five years three yeah. to five right and for it to be you know at the lowest end almost tripled. Oh, like it, it that's that's insane and like did y'all watch the apology that came out from like the board the the person who like runs cd project red no was it hilariously tone deaf not necessarily but basically they, they were like hey don't blame the developers it was our fault for doing it the the, the board of directors we pushed it forward and they basically apologized said what they were going to do but it made it seem like they were going to explain why they chose to push it forward, mm. even knowing they had all the bugs, and it was never touched. They well, we didn't know, well, we know why, and we know why what? they can't they can't acknowledge it. Yeah, it, it's a bottom line issue, right? They had to make money, so it's like you can't like there is very little public goodwill for you to come out and be like, yeah, I'm sorry, we're sorry we pushed it because we had to fucking make money. We needed to to capitalize on all the buzz. We wanted to push it out, and we knew for a fact that we could correct the problems after the fact because that's the the state of the industry. Well, they definitely can't uh, fix some of these problems. They can't fix those bricked uh, bricked consoles. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and that's and that's massive negligence too. <laughs> like that's that's another. I don't think any. I don't think look like I'm not here to apologize for Bethesda, but I don't think any Skyrim games bricked consoles. Seventy six might have. Seventy six yeah. just just bricked itself. But 76 is emblematic of that state though, right? Like every, all of these big developers know they can re- they can put out a product that's bad and it'll be fine because it's made like a healthy recovery, which communicates a lot about the consumers that we're not willing to really stand by our guns on this. Yeah. I I mean, and, and I want to call back to the sort of irresponsible, how the hell did we miss this sort of thing kind of structure that seems to have manifested itself so badly in this game, because like, to me, I guess not to over-return to content here, but I think a lot of the things that we have pointed out as problematic about this game are about or uh, do circle back to just like an uncritical rule of cool application. 
they didn't think about what this looks like usually. They didn't think about what the problems that are inherently baked into cyberpunk narratives are. They didn't think about why cyberpunk settings might be interesting or important to trans people. They didn't think about any of this stuff, and they sure as shit didn't think about what it meant to make Arasaka the bad guy. Yeah, we haven't even touched that yet. I was just <laughs> thinking about that. <laughs> Boy, let me take y'all on a techno-orientalist journey here, right? Real like, quick, before we get into it, I do want to say they did pay a lot of attention to the minute-long sex scenes that were oh, stuck throughout the game. So much, so much attention. Well, I mean, like, they wouldn't let you skip it. Without, they just wouldn't let you skip it. With, <laughs> are you are you uncomfortable, gamer? Get used to it. Yeah, yeah. It's the only way you learn. I can believe it. <laughs> Great point, though. Like, I, I think seriously, that shit is. They went very hard on that, without necessarily showing that amount of quote unquote care. Anything else in this game? Anything else? Yeah. Like, what about Arasaka? Well, I mean, okay. So here's the thing, right? If we look at like this is a long running issue in cyberpunk and like sci-fi literature, right? Case in point for this has typically been shit like Blade Runner has played into this. Alien has too. Alien has fuck tons of like Neuromancer, all sorts of all sorts of film, books, media. When people want to talk about a dark, heavily technologized future, the first fucking thing they reach for for their big bad is the Asian people. Because I think Forrest mentioned this in our lead up, and I hate to take your point and feel free to hijack back. No, you're good. Technology contextualize it, but like the anxieties about like rising Asian economies in the 70s and 80s and like Toyotism and the the sort of death of Detroit's automobile industry and things like that have all informed the rise of this idea that like there must be something inherent about the Japanese, about the Chinese, about the Koreans that makes them better suited to interface with the technologies available or soon to be available to us and essentially do everything better and more efficient than we, the white people of the West who are supposed to be on top, can, right? And I'm not sitting here saying that CD Projekt Red sat down and said, "Hey, brother, let me tell you, what are we doing this week? What are we doing this week, Pinky? We're making we're making another deep cut on why the West is falling from its imperial position and needs to return there." Like, I don't think that happened, right? But, but what they did was they they bought it. They just they just copy pasted tropes. Yeah. Which cyber which cyberpunk is right? Like they just took they took to your point they took a big trope. You know, Wayland Yutani from Alien. I can't remember the cyberpunk. I mean, the Blade Runner one. But there's, it's a big trope that they that they use carelessly because tying it back to the cyberpsychosis thing, it's taken so freely now, right? You 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 assume that that is what's going to happen. You know, like the the boogeyman in the Cold Air Cold War era was the Russians. You don't really think about what that speaks to the Russian identity or the people that are just human beings on the other side of this big red threat. Yeah. It's, but, I, but, I, but I interrupted you. Continue. I was just going to say, like, we see, like, a lot of really just, like, bald-faced, uncritical, or alternatively, like, critically malicious applications of the Asian body as more suited inherently for whatever reason to interface with the machine, to understand the machine, to produce technologies and machines that we of the white West who are powerful and more human can't understand the, like the whole idea that like the greatest threat to 
the western white punk man right like johnny silverhand is the asian body who wants to experiment on him and essentially takes his humanity from him right like all of this shit plays back into the same rote tropes about like asian people just being aligned with technology in a way that makes them less human than us and i mean okay i have skin in this game right because i'm half korean but like i you know it, it bothers me because people have been pointing out the way that science fiction work has done this for decades right like i mean the first sort of terming of techno-orientalism came out in like the late 90s early 2000s like this is something that's been talked about so why does this continue to be uncritically reproduced it's frustrating for me yeah i completely agree with you except i would substitute the word machine for the word economy i feel like this game is showing like somehow uh, japan and other asian countries have come in and like totally taken over all the levers of the economy. That's not a great way of putting it. But yeah, I guess it's it's actually like a yes and thing where machines and economy, but like, it's just, it's just, I think that this game is also, here's something else that I'm a little bit worried about. I think this game thinks that it's doing okay because of the character Goro Takemura. I think that this game thinks like, oh, well, we're friends with this guy, so we're okay, right? But he's just like, yeah, like, but he's just like, right, he's just the honorable samurai reproduced again, right? Yeah, like, he's not even, and the way his character ends up, it's like not even a thing. I'm I'm not speaking very precisely. I'm not, like, laying out a critical theory. I'm just frustrated. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I think this is interesting to me because, so so I'm in a class that's about games and about the, like, networks of stuff that are connected to games, right? And this week was about re- representation, and we weren't just talking about, like, is there a person of color as a primary character in this game, right? It was like, how does representation work through shit like architecture or lighting or music and things like that as well? But one of our discussion questions was like, you know, when do you feel represented in games? When have you not felt represented in games? And I sat back and I really thought about it to myself and I was like, I've only ever felt not unrepresented in games. I've never actually really felt represented in games themselves and so i look at something like this and i'm like this is fucking why right like this is why i don't feel represented in games because half of me is always the bad guy in these really cool settings and to me that's really fucking crushing right like i i I don't know that that fucks me up inside because like I, I sit back and I realize, when do I feel represented on screen? I feel represented on screen when I'm, like, watching Korean League of Le- Pro League of Legends players kick the shit out of Western teams. I f- like, I can't even feel represented in the game. I have to go to external ecosystems of stuff to feel like I can get represented in a positive way. So, do you feel like games are particularly bad in this aspect? I get... Hmm. In Far Cry 4... While you mull that over, yeah. <laughs> in Far Cry Four, yeah, sorry, sorry to drop a bomb on you. <laughs> in Far Cry Four, the protagonist is like a pseudo, in, like the Kirat is like a pseudo Indian. It's like a pseudo Indian country. Right? It's in, it takes place, I think, in my mind, in the border between northern India and China. And the the protagonist is named Ajay Gale, and I mean, I'm taking this with a grain of salt because even the game doesn't want to commit to how his name is pronounced. Multiple characters either call him Ajay or AJ, and he's voiced by a white man, <laughs> which to me, 
kind of sucks. So that's probably the only thing that I could think of in terms of when I have someone has attempted to represent something that is similar to similar to my identity. I'm also mixed. So I could probably look into the other half of me and, and look for representation there, but I, I don't know, man. It's it's big tough. Do you think you're do you think you have an you have an answer, Matt? I just want to throw my Far Cry four criticism in there real quick. Okay, here here's what I will say. I think I think I feel more represented outside of games because at least I get side characters who are not necessarily villains. And even that is like the lesser of two evils, right? Like, because I mean, even even when I'm talking through this, I don't feel represented as a multiracial person in any media environment I have like ever entered, right? But I also just like I I can't even identify as a Korean American if I want to find representation for myself in games because realistically I'm going to need to identify as Asian American just because the net is then wide enough for me to have a chance. Hmm. Chris, go ahead. So sorry, I just this is all kind of blown my mind because I was thinking about when Matt was thinking about when has he ever felt represented, and I started thinking about that. And I don't think I've really seen a Mexican lead not have some sort of criminal background. Yeah. Like, like, like I, I like, I like Jackie as a character. He's probably one of my favorite characters in that game. Mm-hmm. Dies also not a great person. Apex Legends character came out last summer. Loba, Mexican, uh, Hispanic Mexican. I don't quite know her nationality, but also hacker who steals things. I, I play Overwatch a lot. Sombra, hacker who steals things. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking back of like, I'm, I got to actually do a deep dive because as a Mexican, what, represent, what representation do I have in games that doesn't dip from one of those two wells? Either they're a, a criminal or they're like a hacker. And then also, I'm sorry, but like, I don't think I've ever heard Mexicans talk like that. <laughs> it's like, it's like the, the white guy peppering in the, the Spanish words he knows. And I'm just like, it's fine. I like the characters enough that I'll deal with it. But yeah, I, I just wanted to, to kind of drop that in too. Like, I don't think I've ever really seen Mexican characters that don't have those 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 massive stereotypes. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if I can la- name a, a his, like a Latinx protagonist in any game. I mean, I'm sure there is one. But that game is maybe called Call of Call of Juarez or something like. <laughs> You know, it's it's like it's it's like you could you can expect. That being said, V can technically be someone who is brown skinned, right? But his portrayal is very Chad Bro. It's like it's not. It is lacking in that it is meant to be a, a wide net voice. But yeah. the, but what a wide net voice is is a white person. Yeah, specifically <laughs> a white average like New Yorker for both voices, from what I can tell. I guess one of these one of these Assassin's Creed games, right? Must have had a Spanish lead. I can't think about it now. Uh, yeah, I'm looking I'm looking at something right now, a list of like it's called Cool Hispanic Characters is the name of the article. Can you believe it? And oh, no. I don't recognize any of them except for technically a main character in Mass Effect three who I'd forgotten about until I'd scrolled down this list. Oh yeah. It's pretty D bad. Or if it's a or if it's a Call of Duty game, it's a Ramirez. You know, uh, yeah. Always Ramirez. Every time. Wait, was hold on. I'm trying to think about the uh, Mass Effect Three. I feel like he's a massive space racist too. 
Because he's probably with the, with the humans. Oh, yeah. No, because... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a massive space racist. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Oh man, take the bullet for the white people. All right, like. Oh um, man. Like, <laughs> but that's like a in, in cyber media or like science fiction media too. Outside of games, like in Aliens, there's a very strong Hispanic woman who is played by a white woman in brown face. and she does such a convincing job that I didn't fucking know or realize until much later. But. Oh, it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty bad it's pretty fucked yeah and i mean even like if we wanted to talk about assassin's creed right right like that freudian slip the most relevant because assassin's creed has gotten whiter and whiter and whiter as it's gone along right like the lone deviation they're doing vikings now right yeah they're doing vikings now which is like the whitest and most Aryan possible right like and it was Italians, it was Italians, then it was a half Native American, then it was pirates, then it was Britain. And like France well, the, somewhere in there. There is a black the, woman. The very first one is the very first one is Arab. Yeah. Or Middle Eastern at least. And there's also the Egypt Egyptian one. Is that the black woman? Yeah, I'm playing through the Egyptian one right now and it's not that good of a game. Not that that's what we're talking about, but I'm curious about the trappings of the Egyptian one. The The black woman is actually in uh, Liberation, which was a handheld spinoff from 3. If it's not a fucking mainline video game, <laughs> shut your fucking mouth. Because there was also the, the the Asian one right, and the Indian one that were in the side-scrolling spinoff games. And... Right, which is actually a point in and of itself, right? Like, there's this gatekeeping of... Like, you have to either be operationally white in the census, which is what people of Middle Eastern descent are in the U.S. census, as far as I know. Mexicans, too. Right. And or from a place that his white history textbooks pretend was white in the Egyptian case. Right. Like, (laughs) running around with their diversity card, like, look at us. But we've taken all the people of color who are obviously people of color in the depictions we've done and we've shunted them to to like peripheral platforms where they're not part of the main distribution or the prince of persian guy always being a little a little whiter than i thought he needed to be he was i mean he was still he was still a poc but still it was like in the line there bud he's probably voiced by a white guy almost certainly i feel like we don't even have to look that one up (laughs) i guess the main takeaway is that games are bad and we should stop Listen, I think that's a good take. <laughs> they, they can they can <laughs> they can pry my awful sixty dollar roster update to the NFL from my cold dead hands. You know who it is? You know, I'm sorry, I just realized. Miles Morales is a good Latin black it does feel I mean his character's always been multiracial, but it is it is funny that they had to that they could consolidate it and get two for one. Miles, but Miles Morales is a good character, so that's that's one. But even then, he's Spider-Man. He's in he's in a suit and a mask most of the time, right? Like, yeah. But that's the that's the nature of the of a comic book. You know what I mean? Like, hmm. I I would actually interrogate that a little bit because on some level, the nature of superhero comics, particularly ones that have decided that masks are kind of par for the course, right, is on some level this like pro multiculturalism propaganda where we acknowledge the baggage that people bring in from exclusions in history but we also tell them that those exclusions don't exist and aren't valid anymore because now we're all part of one happy american whole 
There's also the melting pot thing. There's also there's also this weird gimmick in comic books where black superheroes are prefaced by the word black, like Black Lightning, Black Panther. There's a few other examples. Didn't know our characters are black. Yeah, and it's it's a little weird. It's like I, I I'm a Black Lightning. Well, couldn't you just be like Lightning Man? Did you have to be Black Lightning? Like, <laughs> yes. But it, you know, it's uh, that's why I think characters like Luke Cage are better for that type of stuff. Or even weirdly, as trash as Spawn is, and I, I've never <laughs> thought about how Spawn handled the fact that Al Simmons is black, but he's not Black Devil Man, right? He's just Spawn. That's <laughs> I could hear Chris laughing in the background <laughs> off mic. <laughs> You know, at least it's better than that. I don't know. I, I guess I, I guess my, I guess I just think we should. Here, okay, hear me out. We just don't play any more games, ever. Okay. And that's it. That's the end of the conversation. Or we just all start a farm on Stardew, and then we just Yo. play that game forever. Yo, Yo I will actually do that. Star <laughs> Citizen ever coming out? Right? That's Star Citizen. Is that is that game ever coming out? Brother, that, that <laughs> I wrote that game off for dead in 2012. <laughs> you got like millions of dollars in backing yeah. off of the backs of like ship sales and stuff. Yeah. That being said, I'm also Announcing really con- 2012. Yeah, I'm also really concerned about the next the next Elder Scrolls game. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it takes place in Redguard, and uh... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> ready for that girls community, brother? You ready for you ready for uh, neo medievalism, my friend? You ready for white supremacy? You ready for people to like? Are you ready? This is the question. Are you ready for straight white men to no play Nords <laughs> in Red Guard? Yeah, just to Red play Nords or Imperial. I mean, nobody plays Imperials or Bre- or Bretons, but it's <laughs> if. I'm excited for all of the Nords and what's a red card, by the way. I yeah, know. I don't want to be one of these like I don't even own a TV kind of people, but I've never right. played an Elder Scrolls game. Like, what is the what? What's going on here? Oh, Red Guard. So Red Guard is the country in that continent, the the Elder Scrolls continent that is where the black people come from. Oh, oh. No. that's gonna be handled terribly. <laughs> yeah, so it's like. Uh, Skyrim is where the the Nords come from. Then Cyrodiil might be the whole continent, but also might be where the White Imperials come from, the center. Then there's the fuck. I can't. And this is how poorly they treat Argonians and Khajiit, which are also weird racial calls. But they're I can't remember their countries. And then there's Morrowind, where the Dark Elves come from. Aren't the Khajiit from elsewhere? Like literally elsewhere. I, I don't think I've ever heard anything more Orientalist in my fucking life. Everybody needs to read Saeed. That's what I'm coming down to here. Khajiits like, are Khajiits are weird, like Oriental slash Jewish, like a weird, just like anybody who. Huh. Any, any let's culture, let's throw them together. Any culture that has any culture, white people are slightly, un- like unaware of. Ah. I mean, just any culture, any culture where where there there's there's a stereotype about financial stingy, stinginess yeah competence yeah our godians come from black marsh which is you know it's a little weird that they come from black marsh and also our godians are our godians and khajiit are frequently slaves but yeah red guard i'm pretty sure the next game takes place in red guard which i am 
excited to participate in as a Elder Scrolls fan and very scared to uh, witness as a human being. What was it? I would say, yeah. Did y'all know I went to a conference one time where a scholar attempted to argue that a little, little bit of background in Elder Scrolls Online, the Argonian, I believe the Argonians and Khajiit are used as the proxy for indigenous Native Americans struggle with boarding schools as like a remediation of that awful history. And I had a scholar at that conference try to convince a room full of people in the humanities that this, that playing through this quest line where you have to experience the same thing, this thing that has clearly caused like serious generational traumas and shit, that this was a key part of engendering empathy in young people and could be used as a pedagogical tool. And I'm sitting here like, I asked them straight up, did the part where these people who are being oppressed in this awful way are explicitly depicted as non-human, is that not throwing a wrench in this at all? Is that not problematic? And they looked me dead in the face and said, no, I don't think it is. And I just about like threw up everywhere. It's called Hammerfell. Redguard is the is the people. Mm, Hammerfell. I just it's here's here's my thesis. Number one, <laughs> stop making people of color all of your bad guys games industry. Number two, stop also using the quote unquote good people of color as proxies for every racial injustice that's ever been inflicted throughout history. Because usually you're talking about races that you've made explicitly non-human. It's pretty fucked up to use that as your context because the people that this was done to are literally human. It's also it's also censorship, you know, like because like red guards don't get that treatment. So it's like, look, our 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 fictional black people are fine. It's these weird inhumans that are the subject of imperialistic trauma. But then it's like, yeah, but then if I were to reduce the fraction on this, you're making a connection that the people that in our real world experienced that trauma are were, were inhuman and they were perceived as inhuman. So that just speaks, I guess, to the fucked upness of, of our history as a country. But look, anyway, I, I just think, look, okay, just hear me out. I just think that, I just think that the hacking in the game is bad. I think like it's fine, but then it's, I, I don't think it's communicated easily to me outside of like seeing that a reboot optics is now 18 Ram for some reason. Uh-huh. That that these that these enemies are high level. Did you upgrade your OS? I I don't know I don't know. Amateur hour. I also tried to play the game in a, like as a weird anti-tech extremist. Oh shit! You played oh, it nice. all night. That's great. But I tried to, but the game immediately gives you tech. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like here's free shit. You're like, no, this is the worst form of torture. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I guess well, I guess well, fuck me. And then also like, oh my god. It's a, it's also like, do you want to stay a paper mache, a paper mache bitch this whole game? And I'm like, no. Well, then you got to get steel bones, brother. I'm like, ah. Uh... This is wild to think about because later in the game, I don't know if y'all found this side quest, but there is a Buddhist monk who was taken by scabs and was like forcibly had technology implanted into him. I did not see that side quest. That seems actually like it's potentially kind of interesting. And it's is it like... weird? 
Go ahead. Yeah, sorry, I just thought that was like mind bendy considering Brent was we were riffing this bit that this had literally happened to Brent and it was like, oh my god, they did a side quest where this was like serious shit. <laughs> is it weird that the Overwatch monk is a robot? I had never considered that. Probably. Uh, is, I, um, is there is there an Indian Overwatch hero? Uh Symmetra. Yeah. Ah, uh, Symmetra, right, right. What about the med sniper? What is where is she from? She's Egyptian. I'll take it. I would say that having. I'm sorry. Wait, the Indian one is the tech one. She makes. She does tech stuff. Well, they all do tech stuff. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> she's like a big tech person. Yeah. Oh yeah. But she's also. She's like. I think she's more of like an engineer, uh, like 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 a real engineer and not like a tech I'm, person. I, I feel not, okay saying that being a tech that's person. Not, that's I not think, helping though. I think it should tell us something though that if we think about it right. Symmetra is nominally this this very competent, very productive, like engineer type, right? May is like a super scientist. Diva is a pro gamer who is more agile with her robot than most people are with their actual bodies. And that the one who finds the most humanity and the most spiritual enlightenment is literally a robot. And so the Asian people in this game are more robotic than the fucking robot. Also, one of the Asian people is a robot, too. Like, he's not really a cyborg, right? It's Genji. And Hanzo, to some extent. Well, Hanzo has no... He's kind of legs, I think. His legs are cybernetic? I think it's more true. Well, if they got cut off, I don't know if we were going to fault. <laughs> Also, uh, I do want to say that Cyberpunk had no qualms, like, just showing, like, mutilated bodies. Like, the very first, uh, like, and that's something I've always kind of had beef with, mm. uh, is just, like, how readily available, like, I think games are willing to just be like, yeah, let's just show people getting mutilated. And I'm, I normally don't care about that, but, like, it, it always kind of bothers me a little bit, especially when someone had to animate it. Because, like, you know, and this kind of goes into business practices, too, where it's mm. like, you know someone had to spend hours looking at footage, so it looks just right. Yeah, like those cyber, those 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 cyber, like the gang members that are super teched out, and their faces are like gaping wounds. Well, like, do you remember the very first the prologue mission? Basically, when you're going to go save that woman who's yeah, in the yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. In like the first room, there's just a woman splayed open. Yeah, like you can see her face. All her organs are just gone. Like you can see, it's like ultra detailed, and like that's something like it's kind of weird. <laughs> like. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like averse to like, you know, and rated content. Yeah, but like that's like just such a weird design decision to like always constantly have that in there because again, it's like shock factor. Like, yeah. let's not give a shit about making our game good or interesting. Let's shock people, or let's let's like. I think that's just my whole problem with the game is that it wants to be a, a game when it should just be a tech demo. They want to have this giant interactive city that has all these moving parts, but not actually make a game. They're also not that moving, and they're not that parts, right? They're not. They're not either of those things. These people are like all of the. There's a lot of crowd, but they're all. They're all kind. If you folk, if you pay attention to any any amount of the crowd, they're weird. They're just like roaches. They're just. They're not doing anything. There's a lot of them, and it's. They're not interesting. And some like like. In a weird way, like Spider-Man handles it better, right? Spider and and those people are all not doing anything either, but they'll notice that Spider-Man is there and like come up to him for like a high five or a photo, 
I just think the and also like weirdly enough, guys, the one of my biggest gripes is the cars in that game. Because I oh, that's not weird at all. The aesthetics, <laughs> the aesthetics of those vehicles really speak to me. Mm-hmm. Like especially the fucking the Cadillacs that are double double front wheels. I fucking love those things. Yeah. But all the car AI is dumb as shit. It's fucking dumb as shit. And there have been too many Grand Theft Autos and too many too many Saints games for the for your cars to be that slow, that stupid. Like you have or like I park I park a centimeter into the street and I come back from punching the shit out of like cybernetically linked twins and there's a 70 car backed up line behind me and i'm just like huh i forgot to tell you all this but i i went <laughs> number one i drove a, a motorcycle almost exclusively in cyberpunk because it was actually easier to yeah definitely to, yeah me too i got assassin's creed aryan nation or valhalla whatever you want to call it and i got on a horse and rode around it was like oh so this is what vehicles are supposed to feel like in games <laughs> i really want to i want to play valhalla because hear me out guys i have an obsession with like axes that have been carved into oh let me tell you brother you're gonna have a good time if you do it yeah right and you could toss them right you can throw them pretty fucking heftily like even god of war that first weapon you get i haven't played it yet but i'm really thinking about it the first weapon you get is this like carved out axe this shit is fire it is if you invest in the right skill trees you can dual wield big weapons so you can just be running around with a pair of like two-handed axes one in each hand my guy and just fuck shit up i love that a lot i might honestly play assassin's creed again i haven't played an assassin's creed game since really two brotherhood and i played a tiny a teeny tiny bit of three and the british one and Mm -hmm. then but then i was like eh, these are okay i guess kind of samey i kind of like the british one but just because i felt like it was it had a better execution than other assassin's creeds in the era but like well, not they've, substantive they've, like not 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 significantly so they've also like completely re re-tiered the not re like they've re-geared the franchise to more to an rpg specific, like whole holistically right it is an assassin's game but since the roman one i think it is like but it's an rpg <laughs> You know, but it's an open action world. It's not so much assassiny, so much as you know, like it's yeah. a little bit of assassin here and there as like a as like a flavor, but it's not. Which is what the fucking series should have been from the start. I don't give a shit about the Templars and their weird sunbeams that are gonna wipe people off the face of the earth. I, I don't yeah, they're glowing apples. Do not care. You is this thing about aliens? They're all about aliens. Yeah. Uh-huh. Aliens are big in the whole the whole thing. I remember one of our podcast episodes recently. Dane said something like, "Well, before Assassin's Creed was weird," and we were like, "What? You mean the beginning? Like, yeah, the first one? Like, this was always frame within a frame. Holy shit! Yeah, like, and it was. It's it's a wild thing to think about when you're playing a frame within a frame story, and the frame that you're in, or the frame that you're within, breaks your immersion, right? Like, the part of the game that's nominally the real game, right, breaks your immersion. <laughs> that should not fucking happen. I'm sorry. Speaking of, like, splices of game that break the immersion, Insomniac, I know you're listening. If you decide to put more Mary Jane Watson stealth missions in the next Spider-Man game, I am begging you 
I am begging you to make them shorter or to make them better or to not just don't make them. Just don't make them. Just don't do it. I don't play Spider-Man to play Mary Jane Watson. I get that it's like a nice little breather or whatever, but no, I'm sorry. Just don't do it. The breather is me swinging around. This insomniac, is, just call me. This, Return my calls, Insomniac. This is something that's really interesting to me, though, because you bring up a good point there. Why is everybody obsessed with making making games hard? I don't want to suffer. I don't want to experience adversity in a video game. I don't have a whole lot of free time anymore. I'm sure. But if you, if you, like, you, no, but if you want that experience, it should be an option. But also, like play dark souls play the one where that giant ape you cut its head off and it comes back what game is that sekiro Sekiro, yeah play sekiro yeah Yeah, play those games enough to play those two games play ghost of tsushima right like (laughs) yeah or get it play ninja gaiden 2 like i get a 360 play ninja gaiden 2 I've heard that's fucking brutal. Are you sure that's a good like step down recommendation? <laughs> Ninja Gaiden Black, the first one is good. Ninja Gaiden Three is whatever. Ninja Gaiden Two is is was bad and hard. Like the camera was bad and it was also hard. I don't know. Games suck. I guess that's the takeaway. I'm yeah. over it. We're gonna have to do another palate cleanser because I'm I'm so downtrodden now. <laughs> do, we, do we have anything else we want to say about this game? I just. <sighs> The revolvers aren't cool enough. <laughs> yeah, I think you just said it perfectly, Matt. <laughs> two size. <laughs> two size, and I would totally try to play the tabletop RPG version, but Arasaka still exists in that, so fuck them. Um, <laughs> is it a, is it a D20 system? I think it's how I'll decide if I'm going to play, if I'll play Cyberpunk. D20 system. Hell yeah! Let's do it! Roll characters, boys! <laughs> But what about Pugmire? <laughs> if I is Pugmire a D twenty system? Pugmire is just a five E mod. Yeah, it's a D twenty. Hell yeah, let's fucking play Pugmire then. I'm as long as I don't have to roll D sixes, brother. I'm fine. Let's fucking do it. I need to get back into into tabletop games again now that I have time. Uh, and now that we have vaccines too. Hell yeah! Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Who's we? I, I got. Oh, you. I. I got. I got. We. Chris and I both have our first shot, and my second shot oh. is, in, is in eight. Is in eight days. Nice. Real good. So, congrats. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm worried about these new strains, but also I'm not. It's not like I'm gonna get the second shot, wait three weeks, and then start making out with people on the street. You know, so <laughs> right. Right. So there'll be eight. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm totally not doing that. <laughs> oh, Chris looks left and right. <laughs> Delivery is kind of suspicious, but. <laughs> take you on faith yeah no, i i think that with this game my takeaway is like every rpg that i've played every western rpg that i've played is to just focus and it's not a bad thing to make your game shorter or make the scope smaller yes taking away like i don't give a shit about expansion you know how many side quests i did in cyberpunk two uh none of them like, I had to do like one, I think, because I had to go. I did something. I can't remember what it was because it was very forgettable. But I didn't do any side quests, and I just did the game. And like, you know what? I had a much better time than I have with every other RPG because it wasn't bloated. And that's like why I uh, stopped halfway through. What is it called? Oh. The Dragon Age Inquisition. Dragon Age. Oh, yeah. That's why I stopped in The Witcher 3, which people love. And I'm like, it's an okay game. 
That's oh, why yeah. I don't really play RPGs anymore because they're so long for no reason. Oh yeah. And like you could take all those resources from making it so expansive and like really polish your game and make things better and more interesting because as of right now it's just kind of bloated and I'm not a huge fan of it. Here is one thing I will say building off that point uh, because this is the episode that never ends. I was diagnosed officially with ADHD today. I should okay. know. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks. Is this, is this between you fielding questions and also putting together a presentation and also preparing for this podcast? Yes, that was the middle of my day, was being diagnosed primarily with the uh, inattentive strain of ADHD and secondarily diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. <laughs> but, like, I should have known immediately that I had ADHD when I tried to play Dragon Age Inquisition and I looked at the map and wanted to just fucking implode because there were so many markers on it yeah, that's how i felt about shadow of mordor like i wanted to vomit looking at that map it's like why are there so many things i don't know what to look at my brain is like struggling that being yeah. said I think, that, I think that might actually also be, like, not to not make light of the situation, but I feel like that's also, like, a pretty neurotypical response to seeing that map as well. It's just an insane, <laughs> like, it's not, it ain't right. That's when you know it's bad, right? Like, <laughs> And I, plat- I platinum Spider-Man, but every time I had to do, like, a fucking Sable outpost, I was like, I wanted to, I really wanted to bang my head against the wall. That being said, though, I will, I have a couple questions. Hmm. Question number one. I'm gonna direct this towards. Uh, I'm gonna direct this towards Matt. Matt, you were not there for the Game of the Year episode. If you had to pick a Game of the Year for 2020, and and be clear, the point of our Game of the Year is that these these this concept, this thing doesn't matter. So it could be a game that came out in 20, 2012. I don't give to, a fuck. Yeah, to give you to give you some context, I picked Overwatch as 2020 Game of the Year. So you can just say anything. Don't even say a video game. If you, if you don't want to, yeah. my, my game of the year for 2020 was not Shadowrun. Let's see. I would say if I were to just go like ignoring all other factors, I think the game that I found most interesting and got most into in 2020 was Teamfight Tactics, which is really depressing to think about because Riot sucks. But I liked TFT a lot. Chris, what about you? 2020 game of the uh, year. This is hard, legitimately. It's probably, honestly, going to be Stardew Valley. All right. I, in the first week, real quick, I put in 60 hours in the first week. I love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, nice. Chris, that's a, that's a part-time job. <laughs> it is. So I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll a... I'm going to roll a D4. I'm going to roll a D4. Evens, uh, Stardew gets position six. A five, I should say. No, wait. How many of us were on that fucking podcast? It doesn't matter. Man. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It'll, it'll be like it'll be the the it'll be the evens at Stardew. All right, Stardew Valley goes up one, and the very last game of the year position goes to whatever the fuck Matt said. I think it's, worry, I think it was might be stricken from the record because I refused. Team fight yeah, but it might have been team fight tactics. So. Are we wrapping this episode up? Because I do want to see. Brent, if somebody wants to hire you to tighten their tighten their game up, remove all the extraneous bullshit, how can they how can they contact you? Yeah, popculturecake at gmail.com. Does anybody else have any socials that they want to put up put out there? Yeah, Matt, if anybody wants to hire you to make sure that their game isn't totally fucked. <laughs> 
Yeah, if y'all want How to, should they direct their attention? If you want to hire at me, at me to yell at all your programmers that they're putting misogynist and racist bullshit in their code, uh, you can find me at Nim on Twitter. E-H-Y-U-N-G-N-I-M. Yep, and as usual, do not contact me. I will not tell you how. <laughs> Chris, do you want to fix games? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Uh, you can contact me at Steam forward slash Stardew Valley. Uh, <laughs> yeah. HTTP <laughs> colon slash slash. <laughs> 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 Just stop recording on the laugh track. Just yeah. Cool. We'll just start the the silence. Welcome, Miss. Well, hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's the name of the show? Can this still be the intro? I don't. No, 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 no. No, maybe this, this is the outro. Just hold on. <laughs> No, I because like halfway through, I tried. I started thinking about. I started thinking about uh, a bit to do, and I forgot the word. That okay, 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 okay. I got it. Okay, okay. Okay, silence again.